It's 2016. <laughs> it is Booyah. 2016. The last month we were planning on podcasting, and then we had to travel for the holidays. Yeah, and, and so, then we got sma- Our car got smashed, so yeah. I had to deal with insurance. Yeah, we've had we've had a busy few weeks, and we're sorry for the hiatus, but we are back. Um, I, I'm not even sure what episode number we're on. We should I, look I that. Take, we'll look it up sooner or later. I can later. figure that out. We're, this is episode 27. Nice. And welcome to the Working for the Mandroid podcast. I am one of your hosts, Fernando. And I'm the other host, Leslie. And uh, we talk about a lot of geek stuff, um, lots of television, lots of movie stuff, comic book stuff. And you talk about, or I ask you questions about books and things you read because you do a lot more reading than I do. I do, yeah. And this is kind of a special impromptu episode for the past two weeks. We've been intending on doing kind of a best of 2015 episode and time just has not been on our side. No, no, it hasn't. So um, we have no notes, we have no plans, but we're going to talk about the things that we enjoyed in 2005. And 2005, oh my <laughs> goodness. 2015. Okay. I don't even remember 2005. Oh no, my computer is dying. Oh, talk, no. talk. <laughs> okay, uh, so we typically review a lot of movies and a lot of tele. We do watch a lot of television, and Leslie reads a lot of books. I do read occasionally. So we're going to try and cover a large majority of those things that we enjoyed the most from 2016 we don't have a list so this won't be like hey what what was your lit top five or top five books or top five tv right, shows so it won't be in any particular order right. but we're we are going to do genre we're, we're probably going to do media sorry media specific so we'll probably start off with books books you want to start off with books yes well okay so last year 2015 my goal was to read 100 and you passed that. No, I didn't. I Triple read it. 98 books, and that's by cheating. Uh, you can't cheat and read. Uh, you can. So I, I keep track of this through the Goodreads uh, book challenge. And Goodreads keeps all of the short stories released by Tor.com as individual books. Uh, so if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for graphic novels... I would have probably been closer to 50 books last year, but which I, is not bad. It's really good. It's, it's a, 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 actually, it's. I think you, you easily would probably be over 50 books. You'd probably be somewhere like in the 60s, I would think, because uh, and that's a little over a book a week, because I know that there are times when you just hammer through a book really quickly, and you probably aren't counting... Well, actually, that was this year. I was thinking about the, um, the Marissa Meyer... Oh yeah, I recently reread. Well, it was both, Um, and it was counted. I recently reread all of Marissa Meyer's Lunar Chronicles. I finally got to Winter. I'm only about 150 pages into Winter, and it made me so sad I didn't get to read it in 2015 Mm because it probably would have been my favorite book. Mm. But so it will. We'll have to see if it can stand up against the books of 2016. I know. Yeah. So. Another thing that happened in 2015 is we joined a comic book club. Yeah. So once a month, we meet with a whole bunch of people from, uh, it's not really our local comic book shop, it's half an hour away, but um, our favorite comic book shop, and we discuss a graphic novel that was chosen by one of the employees of the store. A few months into that, they started a second monthly group, which was a monthly brunch comic book club. So every month we were reading two comics. Yeah. So... While I'm doing a quick scan of the books I read so I can pick out the ones I want to talk about, what were your favorite comics this year Um, or last year? I think that's that's kind of tough, Um, especially without looking at a list because nothing truly stands out there. Jessica Jones stands out because of its tie into the television show. Um, I really enjoyed... Oh, now I now the name is escaping me. The the one where the genetically engineered ninja person Lazarus, Lazarus was probably um, one of my favorites. We picked that up on its own. Um, and you actually went on to read additional volumes yes. of it that yeah. weren't part of the comic book club, yeah. which I think is a sign that you really enjoyed that book. Yeah. Um, 
I'd have an easier time with books themselves um, because I can keep a tra- I keep track of that through Audible. Right, and so that, that, that's another question. Is we actually have a book club, so we didn't meet every month last year because summers get a little weird with people on vacation. But I think we read ten books yeah. last year. What was your favorite? One? The Martian. The Martian. Was that last year? No, that was early last year. Um, I haven't gotten to that on my list yet. Let me, as I sign in, I'll go in so I can see the books that I've gone through. Um, I think Ready Ready Player One is also on that list, uh, which was really good. This last book that we read... um, Illuminae? Illuminae was a lot of fun. And... More in part because of the cast of itself. It's almost a full cast for this audiobook, which makes audiobooks so much more enjoyable because you get different voices, you get different accents. Yeah, we really fulfills the the telling of that novel. So what I'm finding really amusing is that all three of the books you've mentioned were not last year. They weren't. The Martian, Illuminate, Play Player One, or 2014. You read Illuminate this month. Oh yeah, you're right. So that was 2016. You're right. Um, I don't have all the books right in front of me that we read, but we did read a lot of sci-fi. We read the first book and The Expanse. Okay, so, you know, I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh, hold on. Let me, I've just loaded the last year, so I can, I can go through these in order. Um, The Sparrow. Did you enjoy that one? It was okay. Um, it takes kind of an odd twist. Uh, Lock In. That was fun. That was the one narrated by Will Wheaton, where mm-hmm. they have where where they're in the robots, they're in their avatars. Yeah. Um, Amped, a fire upon the deep. Um, the oh, shadow that revolution. Was, that was the space one. I hated. Mm-hmm. A sh- uh, the shadow revolution. The girl with all the gifts is in there. That's this year. Um, the uh, robot uprisings, which is a, a bunch. Of books uprooted, um, and the last book, the la- the book of the last book of last year was Leviathan Wakes, right? Which is the first in the Expanse mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. So, it, the girl with all the gifts was your favorite. Um, I, I don't know if that was my so what that was from the book club. But aside mm-hmm. from that, I there was another audio book that I. Have, that I listened to, which was The Dark Disciple from Star Wars, which I also enjoyed. Um, in part because I'm a Star Wars geek. And, and especially now that we've gotten to the episodes of uh, The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. where we've seen the visualization of these characters, um, I think I may go back and re-listen to that. Interesting. Um, oh, wait. So, oh, 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 oh. Um... There's the sparrow. How to live scientifically in a how to live safely in a scientific universe. That was early of of last year. Mm-hmm. Was the first book. Okay. And it looks like the Once and Future King might have been the first book of the year. It was. Okay. And I made myself suffer through all four stories okay. in that, and it was terrible. Yeah. So see, and the reason the reason I thought of the Martian was more because of the movie. The movie yeah. came out last year, and I think that just rekindled my well like for the we'll, book. We'll, we'll get to movies. Yeah. So I just scanned through the ninety eight books that on Goodreads that I read and realized that there was no above and beyond winner for me in twenty fifteen. Oh well, this. Could have been because my general mood last year was kind of this even keel blah. For the books that you were reading, with everything, which, even the girl with the gifts, the girl with all the gifts. Is I there. read that before, and I didn't read it. Did I, I read it again? I, I did read I, it again. I thought you did, but um, I don't really count that because it was a reread. Okay. Um, but yeah, I do still love that book. Uh, my general attitude towards most things I consumed last year was kind of blah, which will be a more a factor when it comes to movies. We talk about movies. But uh, there are a couple of standouts. City of Stairs by Robert Jackson Bennett was a um, fantasy book 
that is an adult fantasy book that captured my imagination. I really like the world building. It had some odd creatures. It had some complicated mythology. And actually, the the sequel to it, City of Blades, comes out, I believe, next week. So he is coming to book people next week as well, or the week after. So I might possibly go see him and maybe get a copy signed. He's coming in with Pierce Brown. Um, so that was good. I was really pleasantly surprised by I Am Princess X by Sherry Priest. It was, I believe, her first foray in Sawaii. And it integrated a comic strip into the book. So you had the story in prose, and then you have pages of this purple drawn comic. And I really love this book because it was all about friendship, female friendship, saving each other, friends. Uh, yeah, there was kind of a love interest, but he wasn't a big deal. So that was a five-star book for me. Um... I enjoyed Shudder by Courtney Alameda, which I thought was a standalone, but I'm seeing now as the first in the series. It is about a girl who fights ghosts using a camera. Oh, wow. So she, the camera flashes, and using film, she can capture the ghosts and, and her camera and kill them. And it was really creepy at the same time and there's not a lot of horror books that I find authentically creepy so that was pretty good um and the rest I've pulled were comics so we read Saga last year in 2015 it yes. didn't start in 2015 but that was the our first experience with it and Brian K. Vaughn is awesome I I haven't read anything of his that I haven't enjoyed, and Saga was no different. I really like the characters, the world building, the universe, and I really wish there was an end date in sight, because I'd like to sit down like I did with Why the Last Man and just read it all the way through, and um, that doesn't seem to be an option because they plan to write this forever, so I might just have to wait until there's five or six volumes and read it through. But highly recommend Brian K. Vaughn's Fiona Staples Saga. I also read the first volume of the Miss Marvel series, No Normal, and loved it so much that I recently bought the next three volumes to to read. It just had it didn't have the same self seriousness as a lot of comics. It it has the lightness of being a comic that's directed more towards a younger audience. But still the excitement of superpowers and battles and shape-shifting and, and mystery. So that was fun. I was disappointed in Lumberjanes, so I'm not talking about that. Gotham Academy Volume 1 was really fun. It had a twist to the usual Batman story. Where um, Batman's kind of set up as the bad guy. And it, it just took the whole view of Gotham from a slightly skewed angle that I hadn't seen in any Batman stories before. Um, and someone, and I won't name names, but someone who is usually seen as a bad guy is just seen as uh, the misunderstood hero of his own story. Mm. And Batman and this other person are just side characters. They're in the background for most of it. It's about teenage girls going on a quest at their their academy in Gotham City and that was fun and the final one was volume one of the wicked and the divine which is about how every 90 years 12 gods are incarnated as humans they only live for two years and so they're generally um, put into positions of fame and wealth and in this version in the current day they are pop stars well beloved pop stars and it, it's violent and it's sexy and um it, it's an odd sort of wish fulfillment for me um i'm really looking forward to getting some other volumes of this one and reading further this year but overall kind of a 
Lackluster year. I guess I need to mention Station Eleven. I talked about this in a previous episode, but Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Loved it. Loved the writing of it. Loved the format of it. But the ending didn't give me that one thing, that one event, that one meeting of two people, and that one conversation I wanted them to have that would have wrapped up the whole story for me. That mm-hmm. conversation happened, I'm assuming, off screen. So I was left in the end with this feeling of utter disappointment. It doesn't stop me from loving the book, but I only was able to give it four stars because I just had this crushing disappointment that that one thing that I thought it was all building up to that I thought would make this fully formed and fully completed um, didn't happen, and that was disappointing. And those are the books I enjoyed in 2015. So, what do you want to do next? Movies or TV? Movies, because I'm looking at our fan, I'm looking at my the Fandango account, and I see some of the things that we went to go see um, from early in the year. And all right, that was last year. Yeah, that was the January first. Yes, uh, it was a new a New Year's movie, and I'm glad I, it, it was here on Fandango to remind me. But it is the Imitation Game, which was a lot of fun uh, for us to watch Benedict Cumberbatch. And his performance in the Imitation Game that was very uh, was literally the first of this year. Yeah, and um, I really enjoyed that movie. And there were several movies, mm-hmm. kind of of that level, that same caliber, the, the Oscar Beatty movies mm-hmm. that I wanted to see in December and even in January that we just haven't had, we haven't the, had time. the time. Yeah. Um, so we really need to carve out a day and one weekend to do our indie theater marathon where we just go to the local indie theater and watch two or three Oscar Beatty movies. So my other topics for this year on here, which are Mad Max Fury Road, which is amazing and is on our DVR now. And I've watched it once, probably watch it a couple more times to really get down and enjoy some of the nitty gritty and how fun that movie really is. And surprisingly fun um, for coming back to this world um, George Miller did a really great job of making it seem all fresh and new. Even if you hadn't ever seen another Mad Max movie, um, I think very easily you could have gone to go see it and enjoyed it. Um, you did not enjoy it. You had almost the adverse reaction to everybody else, which is kind of surprising. I know. And everyone's like, it's a feminist movie, blah, well, blah, blah. It doesn't, and, uh, regardless of that, it was still a good movie. And I'm saying that addition to the narrative should have changed my opinion. Had I seen those same things, what I saw was A, a movie that got me car sick, (laughs) and uh, B, a movie that didn't have a lot of plot and character development. So I didn't have anything to grasp hold to. It was just like action sequence, action sequence get from point A to point B and then oh wait point B is not where we need to go let's go back to point A and that was the extent of the plot it was a fan I, I think it was a fantastic fantastically shot fantastic fun um, Mad Max movie um, hopefully you'll revisit it sometime and yeah see if you I, I need to revisit it on a smaller screen where I'm not having to fight back nausea hmm. not because the movie's bad but because at that size of a screen, I got car sick, and there were a lot of times where I had to close my eyes because I thought it was going to be sick. Yeah. Um, Straight Out of Compton. I went to go see Straight Out of Compton. I forgot that you was, saw that. And that was a, another great movie um, that I enjoyed from kind of beginning to end uh, just because I uh, enjoyed that and still enjoy that genre of music I remember going as a lot of the stuff that they were talking about and was covered in the movie as that happened in real life so this that was a, a really great um, really great movie to watch and enjoy um, and then in uh, later on uh, shortly after that we have The Martian which we talked a little bit about which was I had a little apprehension going into it because I didn't know if Matt Damon could pull that movie off um he, he is called upon to probably do more acting than he's done in quite some time. And he did it. He does a great job 
in it. Um, it's a, not a funny role, so I have no idea why <laughs> they thought... Oh, I, I know exactly why they... They wanted to be able to give him an award, and he wasn't going to be Leo. Yeah, and so they um, put it in... We're talking the about the Golden, Golden Globes. Yeah, in the Golden Globes, it, it was categorized as a comedy. It is not a comedy. It does have funny moments, as most dramas do, um, but... That levity is not is not slapstick at all. They're just funny, fun moments. Um, but overall, The Martian was a, a fantastic ride from beginning to end. Even though I, it hit all the same beats as the book, and there weren't very many surprises in it. As somebody who listened to the audiobook, I can tell you that the it, it's still an enjoyable two plus hours of a movie, and um, good performances all around. Really, kind of upset that. Ridley Scott didn't get uh, a nomination for Best Director for the, in the Oscars, at least. So, if I were forced to make a top ten or a top five... Well, there's still one more. Oh, hold on. And I know what the other one is. I, I'm just saying why The Martian won't be on my list. Can, I'm still talking about The Martian. Okay. Um, so, if I were forced to make a top five or a top ten, The Martian would be on it because it was an enjoyable movie. When I go and talk about the movies that I enjoyed in 2015, it would not be included because it didn't leave a lasting impact and it's not a movie I necessarily want to go back and revisit. Hmm. So that's why I'm not going to mention it. In comparison to Star Wars The Force Awakens. Which I think is both of our number one movies for yeah, the year. Um, again... I we took different approaches to some of the uh, the propaganda for this movie. Where once the trailer came out, you said I don't want to see any more. Right. And I was the opposite. I was I said give me everything, <laughs> and I consumed it all. And and my initial inkling coming out of Star Wars: The Force Awakens, I did have a little. Uh, I was a little concerned with some of the dialogue, um, but. Upon rewatching, I didn't. It didn't bother me as much because I think that was actually some of that awkwardness was what they were playing for. And um, all around, just an exciting, good Star Wars movie, which kind of rekindled, hopefully rekindled. It felt like it rekindled, rekindled everyone's love for um, this franchise. And not that it wasn't there and wouldn't continue to be there without this movie, but. Now, I think going into the future movies that are coming out, another one later this year, Rogue One, and then soon after uh, Episode 8, I think that Disney very smartly got J.J. Abrams to help revive and rekindle that love for this franchise, and I think it is fantastic. It was great. So, were there any movies that you hated? That I hated. Um, yeah, hate's a strong word. Um, I was extremely disappointed with Terminator Genesis. Um, I was uh, disappointed with End of the, and Into the Woods, which are, are mentioning specifically because they're here on the Fandango list. Um, and do in no small part Into the Woods because the casting choices. Uh, that movie should have been fantastic, and I didn't leave feeling like Into the Woods was fantastic. Um, the Terminator Genesis, I think almost the exact opposite of Star Wars, where um, instead of rekindling that love for the franchise, it felt like Terminator 3 all over again. Um, which Or Terminator Salvation, if you even want to go into Terminator Salvation. We're just... It's a Terminator movie in name only. It doesn't have, it doesn't feel like it has the DNA of Terminator 1 or Terminator 2. The bad thing for this franchise is that now the bad movies outnumber the good movies, and that's not typically good for a franchise. Oh, yeah, because only the first two were very good. What about you? Uh, Were there any movies that you felt really disappointed in? Once again, I'm going to go against the favorites. Um, So I went into Mad Max not expecting to like it, so when I didn't like it, I was not surprised. I was disappointed that 
I was disappointed with Inside Out. Hmm. It wasn't a bad movie. I just didn't connect to it the way I had hoped to. Um, I was looking through my list and my internet went out in the middle of it. But I think for the most part, most of the movies that would have really disappointed us, we skipped like fantastic four <laughs> yeah we i think we were both really scared of fantastic four and rightfully so and um, i also skipped terminator genesis because i figured it would not be good so um i avoided those things the ones that surprised me were ant-man hmm. i i enjoyed that and that's actually been one that i've been thinking about le- lately wanting to rewatch it and uh, see if it holds up. I do wish that Wasp had had a bigger role. I was incredibly pleasantly surprised by Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Okay. Dumb, stupid fun. Much of the dialogue was absolutely laughable, but it was a really enjoyable movie. It was just fun. Neither of us have mentioned Jurassic World, which was really disappointing. Oh, I've... It was so disappointing. I've blocked that out of my memory. Uh, we never saw Spy, which makes me sad because I hear that it is good. Mm-hmm. And I just got Jurassic World on the release schedule. Um, I, I'm going by box office and going scrolling down. So, uh, my favorite movie was probably Ex Machina. Okay. Partly because robots. A robot. Well, okay, robots. Partly robots and... That was my first exposure to Oscar Isaacs, and it involved him dancing. <laughs> so, bonus points. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here's my disappointment. Age of Ultron. That was last year. I I know that that whole universe is getting awfully unwieldy with all the people there in it. There are so many moving parts in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, with Age of Ultron, I did the same thing I did with Star Wars. I saw the first trailer, and then... I did not watch anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the plot spoilers and the assumptions I hadn't heard. So mm-hmm. I, I was good on the plot. I didn't like what they did with Black Widow. I didn't like Quicksilver, partly because Evan Peters' Quicksilver was a million times better in X-Men. Days um, of... Days no, of Future Past. past yeah. um, and there were whole subplots that just didn't make sense. Like Thor. <coughs> Excuse me. Thor and his magical hot tub that I think had they not been, had Joss Whedon not been forced to shoehorn in bits to tie in the rest of the universe, maybe it would have flowed a little bit better. There are also CGI instances that just pulled me completely out of the movie because everybody was CG and it looked like a video game, and I have a hard time with that. On the opposite end of the spectrum, a movie I thought would be terrible and turned out to be really enjoyable was The Scorch Trials. So I hated, hated, hated The Scorch Trials book. But the movie was actually really enjoyable. I liked all the changes they decided to make to the plot to make it a lot make more sense. And um, I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the the final movie in the trilogy, where who knows if I'll ever read the last book in the Maze Runner series because his books are terrible. What did you have thoughts on on the Scorch Trials? Because I, I remember you kind of, kind of liking it, too. I did. I did enjoy it. I, I don't think, um, especially compared to the to my top paper, I don't know if it would crack my, crack my top five. Okay, that's fair. And then I think probably the last one I wanted to talk about is um, Pitch Perfect 2, which interesting hasn't, hold on, hear me out, not I as good as the first one. Okay, okay. Definitely not as good as the first oh, yeah, one. Yeah. Has problematic elements. 
absolutely, but mm-hmm. so did the first one. And once it's on HBO, which I'm assuming it will be since the first one was, Entirely and we watch it a bajillion times every time we find it, which we inevitably will, I think that it'll be another one that I'll enjoy revisiting. Hmm. Because it had all these really big, bombastic um, production numbers, stage numbers. And I really wish there was more of that in my movies and my televisions because I love musicals. So I kind of give them a little boost from from format than I would otherwise if there was no singing and dancing. Mm. Were there movies that you wanted to see last year that we didn't get a chance to see? As I'm looking through the box office mojo list of the top grocers for last year, the top 100, um, there isn't a whole lot that stands out that I'm like, oh yeah, should have watched that. I'm kind of glad I didn't see um, Chappie or the Entourage I movie. Just saw that one. Um, I kind of want to see Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> I agree. I, I can. That's on. Um, I think that might be on Netflix, coming to Netflix soon. Um, wasn't a lot. Uh, the Man from Uncle. I will say I, I I heard very good things about that, and that that's kind of a fun movie, um, but that kind of got lost with bad scheduling. Um, let's see. I want to see Spotlight. And I want to see Sisters mm-hmm. and, um, gosh, what is that Redmayne movie that just came out? The Danish Girl. Yeah, The Danish Girl. And no desire to see The Revenant? Huh. That, that is made up a whole bunch of things that just are not for Leslie. <laughs> It's like they had the anti-Leslie checklist. Yes, they I just did. heard it, that movie is miserable to watch. And, and yeah, it, it, I can understand that. Um, one movie we didn't we didn't talk about, but it was the end of the Hunger Games series. Once and for all, no more Hunger Games. It was the best one of the. It was the best the one. Series, um, I, thought. I I think they did a good job overall uh, adapting those books, and. Um, Think what you will of Jennifer Lawrence. She started her big blockbuster career with The Hunger Games. And so... Um, and can I talk about a couple of other movies? Sure. About the disappointments. One that I completely blocked out because A, we didn't see it in theaters. And B, it was a huge disappointment. was Insurgent, the second movie in the Divergent mm-hmm. series. So the book Insurgent was my favorite of the series. It was the one that redeemed the first book, and then the third book was terrible. But um, to see all the changes they made and the nonsense they added for more special effects, that was disappointing. I Uh, think... Other movies that came out we didn't see. We don't really go see comedies in theater. Mm -mm. So I want to see Trainwreck, like I said before, Sister Spy, the lady comedies... And I was trying to fig- remember the name of the movie we watched on Netflix, but it doesn't look like Netflix keeps a cue of the things we've watched before. Um, they Came Together, was that the name of it? Yes. That I'd have to put that on my list. Didn't come out this year, but I really enjoyed that one enough to remember it now at this point. Um, we watched a handful of movies on Netflix. Netflix, but I don't know how to find a list of those. Uh, the things that you watched, I know how to, I know how to do it in Netflix. I can bring that up um, as we start to talk about television. And so here, that that's an interesting point. So before we get too far, ooh, uh, I found the the CDs we've gotten. Okay, so um, or DVDs we've gotten. There is a movie that was that came out with Idris Elba on Netflix called Beast of No Nation, mm-hmm. and I think honestly because it came out on Netflix. It didn't get nominated. For an Oscar. Yes. And I don't know if I come Emmy, it'll probably be miniseries or movie, right? Or made for TV movie. They have have like a genre. They do. So that is an interesting conundrum. Is that a made for TV movie or is that a movie? Because it was nominated for Golden Globe as a movie. Yes, it was. But 
Which is, the Golden Globes does awards for television and movies, so you can see the hybrid of it there. Um, it, do, it does bring into question some interesting things going forward as streaming becomes a bigger media. If they make movies, should they, should they be considered for Oscar contention, even though they don't get theatrical releases? I happen to think they should not. Um, if Beast of No Nations had a, uh, a run in... A typical theater did, where I could go see it. It did before that. at the same time that it had its Netflix run. I don't know, but I remember people saying that it was. I think it had to be to qualify for the Golden Globes as well as the Oscars. Well, the Golden Globes, it, it would still fit under. But it was nominated as a movie. Right, Idris Elba was nominated as an actor in a film, so it had to have been released and. It was up for Oscar right. nominations, so it had to have been released in the film. Um, now that, as for movies, we saw in 2015 that did not come out in 2015. Huge disappointment. Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked it out of my brain. That one was not good. Um, I enjoyed Starter for Ten mostly because it had Benedict Cumberbatch as a giant nerd. It's about um, college quiz bowl shows mm -hmm. in the 90s. It also has James McAvoy in it. Uh, the rest of the ones on here were kind of... Oh, Theory of Everything was really good. Birdman was okay. Whiplash. Decent. Didn't quite understand the hype. I enjoyed Belle. You can see that we get um, all our prestige Oscar bait movies from Netflix. Yeah. Um, but we, we streamed. They came together. So I don't remember what other movies we've, we've streamed that were good. They were obviously not good enough for me to remember. That's okay. Shall we move on to television? Yes, go ahead. Favorite television. Evan Peters saying, I'm a go-see <laughs> on, on American that's a, Horror that's Story just a moment. Hotel. Do not, do not classify American Horror Story by that one line because there's no way can that i classify can... it simply by okay one of my favorite characters on television this year was yes evan peters yes that is fair. As the hotel builder in american horror story hotel this the series itself not the best they sorely misused matt bomber he was there just to be pretty and and moody but evan peters saved every episode that he was in he was hilarious and i just want to show with him walking around talking in that accent <laughs> um other shows really loved i zombie i can't believe it's only been on for a year it seems to keep getting better and better and i'm loving the characters more and more it's surprisingly funny like I, I never think of it as a funny show and then we watch an episode and I'm laughing all the time so that was fun uh, my favorite episode of television all season and normally I can't pinpoint this but this year I can pinpoint it my favorite hour of television in 2015 was the episode baby from supernatural because it was a, a new take on the show told completely from the point of view of the Impala, the car that the guy is driving. So you're never seeing what's happening outside the car. It had lots of really awesome brotherly moments that we haven't seen in a long time. And it was just, it was a nice throwback to like season two, which has some of my favorite episodes. So I um greatly enjoyed that hour of television what else have i enjoyed this year you name some while i look up a list so they're all coming from netflix and as oh, i look at yeah. the activity um i'm gonna start off with daredevil that was a great surprise um straight in my wheelhouse i enjoyed that show from beginning to end um, same thing goes for jessica jones enjoyed that show from beginning to end master of none was a great surprise um I believe Unbreakable Kimmy Smith was also this year. It um, was? Yes. It was. Oh, in... I was agreeing. I was saying yes. Okay. It was. Um, we we, oh, we were... found a list. Yes, I did find a list. Um, I told you. It's there. It's in the activity. Um, and okay, Parks so... and Rec count because we started, we started watching it this on year. The second of... I was curious because we've been watching. We've been kind of going through 
Parts and Recreation. We're still in season five. Yeah, we're still in season five, and we've trucked through that. That, that has been, been very enjoyable. That has been really enjoyable. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> you you forget I Frankenstein. That was a movie, and it was terrible. I quit an hour into it yes. because I couldn't even get drunk enough to watch that. Yes, fair enough. Um, there lots of comedy stand-up comedians that we watch on Netflix. Um, we've trudged through some old X-Files episodes. There's lots of Parks and Rec, lots of... Um, that I did. Horns is from Netflix that we watched on Netflix in June of this year. That's a movie with... Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Radcliffe? Yes, Daniel Radcliffe. I got the flu last January, and I wanted something comfortable and familiar and happy that I could watch. And so I marathoned over two seasons of Gilmore Girls in less than three days. And And I still haven't finished the series. We've never finished the series. I think I made it back up to, like, season four (laughs) before I just got busy again. And that... That, I think, is definitely going to be a show I keep returning to, so I'm really excited that they're going to... The Paladinos are coming back to to write an ending yep. for it. And uh, we have Sense8, which I thoroughly enjoyed, again, for beginning... Another Netflix original series from beginning to end. Um, enjoyed that. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. That was just weird. <laughs> it was just weird. Um, that was... Uh, a, that, that took us a little longer to get through, and but I can still say it was fun and kind of silly. Um, we still have yet to have watched the movie, uh, so I, I think eventually we'll get we'll get to yeah. it and watch the red hot red hot um, wet, wet hot, hot hot American summer. Um, there's Parks and Rec, um, and I, Jessica um, Jones, yeah. which was a difficult watch, but I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed it too, but like I said, I couldn't watch more than two or three episodes on a given day, or I just got depressed. Yeah, I think the it, most it the most hard. we go to the most we go to is a cu- just a couple of episodes or three. There's most we go to is, is actually on the very when we started it, we went through four episodes. But we probably had like a break to go run errands or something. <laughs> Entirely possible, as opposed to. Um, Say Master of None. We watched in like three days. Yeah, we watched that pretty quick. There's not that many episodes, but it was still a fantastic watch. Um, okay. Um, and that, so that's it for Netflix. So Netflix as a whole has, I think, done, done did a, a fantastic really job. They've done year. a really good year. Um, as I, Because as I look at other TV shows in comparison to that from last year... Um, I was pleasantly surprised by Star Wars Rebels as a good cartoon that we can watch and pick up that has a, a decent story that goes along with it. Um, Agent Carter was a lot of fun. I was about to say that. I, it was a long time ago, but I oh, yeah. really enjoyed it. it was and the, I'm excited for it to come back next the, week. Actually, no, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Um, at the beginning of last year... Uh, the Walking Dead had a had a pretty good season for what they accomplished um, in that first half of their season, their season one or season what is six A or whatever they call it when they split their seasons. Um, the Americans I thoroughly enjoy. They do a great job of uh, just tilting the Americans ever so slightly um, from its focus and from what drives that show. Um, Really enjoy that. I enjoyed House of uh, House of Cards is Netflix, um, but that will that will be enjoyable. Um, I was kind of disappointed by Fear the Walking Dead. Um, I really enjoyed Silicon Valley from HBO. Um, I don't count Penny Dreadful. In, it doesn't because we just marathoned that we yesterday. Just marathoned it yesterday, <laughs> even though it came out last year. Um, that was in, that, I enjoyed that. Uh, and I'm gonna leave it off on Game of Thrones because it's it's a show that I talk about a lot, and I enjoyed the season from beginning to end. I and it very much feels like the plot of the show is finally coming to a head 
where they can do their own thing, where hopefully they can let the writers kind of shine through and don't have to lean so heavily on some of the major plot points that come from the books, even though the book readers are like, but it's our story. But if you really want the books to stay your story, you don't want that story retold for you on the screen. You want a slightly different or nuanced in that same universe very much. But I I think that the show would very much benefit from doing things slightly different than the way that George R. R. Martin is going to write them. And I really hope um, that this upcoming season highlights the talent of their writers, which I know that they have. So, is there any one particular couple of shows you could say were your favorite last year? Yeah, they're both going to be the Marvel shows, uh, a.k.a. Jessica Jones and Daredevil. I I think both for very different reasons. Um, For Jessica Jones, I think that I've always wanted a superhero show about the daily life of a superhero. And... This is as probably as close as I'm ever going to get. Um, because she doesn't want to be a superhero. She has a daily job and her powers kind of help her execute that job. And she has a lot of real world baggage that comes along with her. There is a um, a nuance to the villain that David Tennant did a, a great job as the man in purple. Uh, that made that whole season really enjoyable he gets pretty well developed um there's probably a couple of waning moments in that season as there are for most television series um and daredevil i enjoyed for what it didn't show me the the fact that it embraced that darkness um that is such a part of the daredevil brand and a lot of that show is dark, literally dark, as in you cannot it's see. see. It's hard to see. Uh, and the action bits are a lot of fun. Um, as more news comes out of the characters that they're developing for this upcoming season, um, it makes me a little wary, but I do trust that they will keep that same DNA for that show alive because... Uh, the Punisher will be in next season. Elektra will be in next season. Um, undoubtedly, they will have some little Easter eggs for some of the other shows that they're going to be doing. And so um, that's why that's why I like those two shows. If I had to throw in a third place, it's kind of a toss-up between, again, net, the net Netflix shows, uh, um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Master of None, which were fun each for completely different reasons. Um, I can't remember Aziri's first name. Um, Aziz? Aziz. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, does a really great job, has really good comedic pacing. I was not expecting that to be as good as it was. Um, and Unbreakable Kimmy Smith, that, that show was just... I, I had fun watching that show every time. Yeah. I thinking about... My favorite show for the year, I would normally break it out between half-hour comedies and hour-long what-have-yous, but I'm realizing, and this is probably just my need for for having laughter and lightness in my life, All of the sh- most of the shows I'm thinking of are comedies, so I think it was a really good year for half-hour shows especially with all the the Netflix ones. I I also want to mention the Muppet show, which I know a lot of people haven't liked, but there have been some a couple of really funny bits, but even more than that some really nostalgic bits where it's going to sound really stupid to say that I just had this feeling of childish hope inside of me watching it, particularly the episode about Gonzo breaking his record or doing this thing that he always dreamed of doing. Right. And so that was good. And this, I guess, technically started this year. Though they did some previews last year, but Superstore, which is that I don't see how anyone hasn't created a sitcom about a Walmart-esque store before, but that has been hilarious so far. 
Um, I guess I can't really count because it really started this year and not it, last year. Um, Master Nun, Kimmy Schmidt, all good. Supernatural is starting to get a little bit of its mojo back. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really has picked up its pace. But if I have to give best hour-long show for 2015, I'm going to have to go with Agent Carter because I heart Peggy Carter. <laughs> Peggy Carter is awesome. And I thought it had some good messages. And I like my dramas with a heavy-handed amount of levity and this isn't serious so yeah that's a whole bunch of stuff we liked last yeah, year we like we did we liked a lot of stuff we also took in a lot of stuff we did we'll probably do a another companion episode to the stuff we're looking forward to looking forward to in 2016 i got a lot of stuff on that list too yeah and that will be a a good chunk a lot of television some it, of it that has started um it, and there will be a significant conversation about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's f- fake facial hair for Doctor Strange, probably. <laughs> oh, I just realized we didn't talk about Sherlock. That happened at that the end of last year. No, it didn't. It aired January 1st. I thought it was a Christmas special. Nope, it was New Year's Day special. Okay. So the abominable bride does not count. Okay, fair but enough. We can talk about that next time, though. I had issues with it, but it was good to see Sherlock back. But... Yeah, any last parting words about 2015? Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars was the best. I am now obsessed with Star Wars, more the idea of it than any particular movie, but I wouldn't mind sitting down and watching the movies if you can oh, get them will. back from Braxton. We will. We will. All right. Um, and where can people find more of your work on the internet? I am on Twitter. I work for Mandroid and then there's the website working for the mandroid.com where you can find this podcast with additional companion material as well as some posts. We have some blog tours going on in the next couple of weeks. I'm not entirely sure when we're posting this, but either tomorrow or yesterday we had a um, guest post are we time traveling teen frankenstein where um there are two different contests you can enter and you can get some what is it schadenfreude about somebody's terrible high school experience so um check that out and we'll have some more contests going up soon and maybe maybe life will calm down enough that i can actually start writing some posts that would be nice where are you on the internet i am on twitter at burn borrego and that's all we got. That's it. Go. That was 20. That was 2015.